0: We yield to restoration. Restoring in Jesus' name. Hmm. My God. (laughs) We yield to what only you can do that we can't do in ourselves. Oh, my. is a sweet presence here this morning hallelujah i'm encouraged to tell you to those three words through it all good things and bad through it all he's with you our eyes on him it is well. Yes, hallelujah. (laughs) It's well. People are being ministered to right now, y'all. It's okay. People are being ministered to. It is well. It is well. It is well. Father, God, is so lovely. Man. We love you, Father. We, we love you. We, we love you. We, we focus on you. We look to you. You, when our minds don't understand it, we look to you. Our heart is in agreement with you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. In times like these, it's so important that you just, you can have your seat if you can. Just tune out and tune in. Man, it's so important. So important. Tune out and tune in. Man, there's more that he can do in one second than anybody praying for you. Not against prayer, but if we, if we just yield in, in, in a special time like this, if, even those that are watching, just yield to that presence of love. Man, he'll tear up stuff that's been going on for years, he'll deal with it like that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Don't we love him? Yeah, we love him. We may not even understand them all, but we just love him. He's in us, he's with us, and he's for us. Who wee praise the Lord. Man, man, oh, man. In the natural, as a kid, you know, I used to love my bowl of cereal. Don't mess with my bowl of cereal. My mama used to tell she say, "Man, the Frosted Flakes are gone, and we don't have another box." I used to have a fit, cause I'd eat me a good bowl of Frosted Flakes cereal in the morning. Amen. He say, "Why are you saying that, Pastor T? I feel like I ate good already, y'all. <laughs> Spiritual Frosted Flakes. <laughs> Praise the Lord." Amen. God is good. Amen. All the time. God is good. You know, the Bible talks about taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. We can taste his goodness. We can taste his goodness. He's so faithful. His word is true for me and for you. And it works. Amen. I'm excited about giving. I mean, my wife and I, we've already gave online, but it's just a blessing to give to what's going forward, you know. People want to be a part of stuff that's moving and, and shaking and doing things for the kingdom. And Amen. Praise God. I believe we're moving and shaking here at Lake Haven Church, not just physically. <laughs> Spiritual things are taking place. There's so many confirmations and so much goodness going on. I wanted to share with you something that uh, a lot of you are already familiar with as you prepare your hearts to give in uh, Exodus chapter 3. And the Lord said, verse 7, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Does the Lord know your sorrow? Years ago, I used to cry, Lord, can't you see what I'm going through and just have a pity party? Those days are over with. Verse number eight. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land unto a good land. This is the Old Testament under the old covenant. And a large and unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and all the ites. Verse number 10 is what's so important. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee. Wow. The Lord said all of that. He wants to do all of that. And then he says to Moses, I'm going to send you. Yeah. So what does that tell us? He can't do it without us. He needs you. He needs me. He needs we. I believe it's in Luke that Jesus himself said in the last, latter part of that. Here it is right here, Luke. Last chapter, Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Verse 16, 17, and he talks about, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, when you speak my name, you'll cast out devils and you shall speak with new tongues. And if you take up serpents and drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. Shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. He says, go and I'll go with you. So as we go, he goes with us. But if we don't go, he don't go. So there's many ways to go. You can go physically or you can go by giving. When we give and support kingdom business, we're going in a sense because we're supporting those that are doing kingdom business. The example we always use of course are missionaries. We support. We believe in supporting missionaries. And as they go, we go with them as we support them. And even in the kingdom, here locally, as we support locally what's going on at the local church, and when ministry's going forth and things are happening, we're in the midst of that, not even being aware of it. So I encourage you to continue to follow your heart as you give. And the Holy Spirit, in agreement with the word in your heart, will prompt you. How to give, how much to give. We know the first fruits belong to him, but above and beyond. Amen? You, if you're born again, if you're not, you'll have an opportunity today, are blessed. So as I conclude, why don't we say that together? I, I am, am. Blessed. blessed. Amen. That includes a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff from A to Z. Amen. Praise the Lord. So there's many opportunities to give. Of course, you give in person by filling out the envelope with the chair back in front of you and place it in the box uh, on your way out. We're, we're still not passing the buckets. And, and of course, you can mail it in and, and give online. And uh, there's a kiosk there. And so, amen. We just thank you so much for, for your faithful giving here at Lake Haven Church and there's a lot of great things that are happening. And uh, we believe as we be led by the Holy Spirit, be good steward of what the Lord has tr- entrusted us with. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity. And it is an opportunity to give whew, and to just uh, be, a, be a support to what's going on in kingdom business here in, at Lake Haven Church and through Lake Haven Church. And we give, we give w- with joy. Amen. That's what we choose to do is give with joy. Hallelujah. Because you are our source and there's nothing or nobody that can outdo you for us. So you're with us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want to mention a couple more things to you before I get out of your way and my brother comes up. Amen. Do not forget Father's Day. That's the 20th of this month. The uh, the baby bottles are due. We have the baby bottles back there, so don't forget Life Choices. Those of you that are you there, filling up those baby bottles, and we appreciate your support there, that those are due on the 20th, which is Father's Day, so don't forget to bring that in. And then my brothers from other mothers, we have our breakfast this coming Saturday. Praise the Lord. We had such a great time. Amen. That's awesome us, man. We're going to get together again this coming Saturday at 8 o'clock in the cafe. You do not want to miss out if you missed out last time. We ate good, and we had good fellowship, and there's other things that we're going to talk about this coming Saturday. You know, it's it's good to get together and eat. eat, eat and help folks to, you know, relax, and especially when you got some bacon involved. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Get a head rush eating that bacon, but... But there's, there's, there's spiritual things, too, that I believe God's wanting to do with the man and through the man. And I believe some things just don't take place unless we physically come together. So don't miss out this coming Saturday. Amen. At 8 o'clock. Hey, my brother, come on up. I love this. Thank young you. Man. Thank you.
1: Thank you, my brother. Awesome. Awesome. Hallelujah. I love you, tea, I love you, the worship team. I love all you guys. I just that you're enjoyable, if you want to call it that, a memorial weekend. It's a somber weekend, but it's a fun one, right? But I hope that we take the time last weekend just to remember that. In fact, today is D-Day. It's June 6th, 1944. Was it 44 or 45? 44. It was 44. D-Day. Yeah, major day in the history of the world, and many, many people lay down their lives to, to sacrifice for, for, this, for the world. You know, it, I, you know I'm, I'm a, I'm, I was a soldier, but one thing I learned about war is um, sometimes war is necessary. Pacifists think you can get by and avoid war, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes there's evil, and it takes good people that are willing to stand up against evil. Thank God for the good people that are willing to stand up against evil. Thank God for for your families or ancestors and ours that have stood up against evil when when it's been necessary. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for, for them. Anyhow, um, I just wanted to um, just mention that, but um, Bob Bryan was in the military, and he passed away last week, and we have a graveside. He's not doing a service. There won't be a service, and many of you know Bob. He hasn't been attending regularly here, um, but I, I don't think Carol is in the service, is she? I don't think she is. But um, that's, okay. that's all right. But um, Bob's service will be, and you can check it on on needs and deeds on the church's Facebook page and so on. But it will be in Castleberry Memorial Gardens at 11 tomorrow. There's just going to be just a graveside. No other frills, no, no after reception or anything like that. But Carol did want me to mention that. So um, uh, also... Karin, I did manage to hear back from the team. They are in a little part of Tanzania today. In fact, right as we speak, they're probably doing their last crusade evening um, in this little town of Nkonde. And the team was all split up today, ministering in different churches again on Sunday because the Mazungu, the Mazungu, in in that African dialect of the course, you may have heard it before, but Mazungu means white man. So um, the white men come to town in, in that area. It's it's a big deal, you know, when the white people come to. I remember once I was in Malawi and this little black kid saw me and he screamed in terror. <laughs> he, poor little kid. He had never seen a white guy before, this little boy. He looked at me and he, had, he was holding on to his mom and he screamed like, Wah! And, and, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, what's the deal? And he says, no, we... And then I found out that area, this was a very rural people, the tribal people, and that they used... You know how you have stories that you're going to scare them with the boogeyman? Well, in their culture, guess who the boogeyman were? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you didn't listen to your mom and dad, the white people were going to come and eat you. <laughs> so this poor little kid thought that his day had come, you know. <laughs> uh, God yeah I, I love cultures man it's just awesome but but Corinne is just telling me that they've had a really good time she couldn't go into a whole lot of detail but they will be back on Thursday night and they'll be in church next Sunday and we'll give a, be able to hear a bit back from the team and stuff like that so I'm excited to hear I've heard some really incredible stories that they were actually he says in fact Uh, One, Corin mentioned to me, she said, you know, Giselle and one of the other team members were, uh, they'd been ministering in a couple hospitals, and they were praying for the sick, and there was a big regional hospital and a small hospital, and they were doing some um, prayer ministry, and uh, the next day they were in the marketplace, and they were preaching in the marketplace, and this guy ran up to them in the marketplace and grabbed they said, I am here, you prayed for me yesterday in the hospital, and here I am, (laughs) you know, and so, um, you know, so I was like, man, I I can't wait, and apparently they got that guy's video video testimony, I don't know where it's at, with who got it or how, but I guess we'll find out, but I've just heard bits and pieces about that, in talking about testimonies, you know, when we have prayer ministry, I know that there's a bunch of you that I hear about, kind of by the wire that get healed we do want to capture those testimonies it's a big deal it is a big deal because it blesses and it builds faith when people hear about how many people have been miraculously healed and it does so so don't set yourself don't say oh well you know i don't want to go i don't feel listen Hook up your faith for with what God has done, and and I tell you what the series even that we want to do. But I, I know that that Steve, in fact, maybe Steve can just grab a couple of testimonies here. Steve, why don't you just? Steve was telling me he was getting rolling a couple of rolling testimonies. Steve, why don't you just share with us a couple of those testimonies that you, however you. Yeah, I
2: will just keep it brief. Um, I appreciate that word this morning. That was awesome choice. Um, I just want to encourage everybody and exhort you. Just a little closer. The, there you go. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of every one of us. I thank God for the prayer ministers up here. We're here to agree with you before or after service at any given time. But I just want to encourage every one of you. Um, The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in every one of us in here. Amen. Yes. And and just to add to the word my sister said this morning, I just want to encourage you. God gave me this word a number of years ago. I don't remember exactly where the scripture is. I just encourage you to awaken to righteousness. Amen. You have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I'll just share briefly several. I actually had another testimony again this morning. I can show on text, but I have been expecting God to believe that opportunities every day to take the kingdom of God with me wherever I go, that that I believe God that signs, wonders, and miracles, he said, follow those who believe. Yes, I do. And I'm a container of the kingdom of God, and there are miracles for people, not for me in a sense, but there are miracles that, believe, that people are believing for. Mm. And you're the carriers of the answer that people yes, need. Yes, you are. And I want to encourage you. You're all just as powerful. There's none of us more than less or whatever. Thank God for the saints. But what I've had testimony this week, and people have texted me the day after I've had opportunities to go into people's homes, husbands and wives, and pray for people uh, for, uh, one was for, Uh, cancer, and the biopsy come back negative. Uh, There was another one for dizziness and um, something else. And as I was praying for this individual, I sensed that some to pray for his uh, internal organs. And then afterwards, he was talking about his heart. And that was only by the Holy Spirit that I knew that. And that came back negative. So I just want to encourage you that these... Give us your testimony. Share it with the staff or whoever... Because people need to hear this, yeah. and we're hearing constantly every week, people receiving miracles after
1: miracles after miracles. So, amen. 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 Thank you, my brother. That's awesome. It's so true. You know, like like Steve said, you know, there's no one better or lesser than us. God wants to use you. Yes. Yes. You. You are a minister of reconciliation. You yes. are part of the body of Christ. Don't think yourself a lesser, that you're less qualified because you're newer Christian or because there's... We always want to disqualify ourselves for some reason, but you don't. Don't disqualify yourself before, before because of your age, because of your maturity, because of anything. Gifts, don't look at that. God's gifts are just that. They're gifts. And he wants to use you to be an, a channel of that. Amen? Amen. Amen. So. Um, And also, so next week we will have sort of a, 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 there will be a lot of reports on the mission trip and different stuff, but also remember, next week is our outreach interest lunch. Stay for lunch after church. We'll go have pizza and something else um, to, to snack on. It won't be long, but we want to talk about outreach in the church—just different outreach opportunities and things—and and and give you a, a sort of a framework within where we where we what we're seeing about how we can be plugged into community and etc. etc. So, but we want to do that sort of just after the service next week. That's the 13th. Amen. Um, Okay, well, I want to carry on with uh, the little bit of time that we have left today, and that's okay. We can shorten services, messages, is that okay? Do you mind if I shorten my message? (laughs) It's a trick question, right? (laughs) Yes, I want to get to lunch, and no, no, no. (laughs) No. Um, You know, last week, I was starting to lay a little bit of a foundation. It was the third part of the I Reckon series um, that I've been doing, And, and, and last week, if you never got it or you weren't here with Memorial Weekend or whatever, I encourage you to listen to it because uh, we, we, started, we started talking about this process of transformation. Um, and, 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 and I also laid a bit of a foundation that I'll get to sometime later about the continuum of God's word. It's really important for us to understand that God's word from Genesis to Revelation is living and active and it's still God's word. We, we tend to scratch out that back piece where some guy put a Bible together once upon a time and he just said Old Testament and then New Testament and we sort of ignore the old and we only read the new. And I explained that in detail a little bit last week. Well, not deep detail, but some detail that God's word is living and active. It's eternal. Now, that doesn't mean that we, have, we still have covenants that we operate with. There is a new covenant in his blood, and we, the covenant has got different um, operations, and how we deal with God works differently in the new covenant. But that does not make the word of God, the, 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 the scripture of no effect. There is a lot of scripture that is living, powerful, and active. Jesus quoted scripture. The apostles quoted scripture. Everything they taught was based in scripture. So be careful that we as a modern church don't just say, oh, that does stuff that doesn't count. I mean, there's even people that say that Jesus, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because Jesus was a preacher of the Old Testament, you don't have to really even worry about that. You know, that's absolutely an antichrist doctrine. It's an anti-Christ doctrine because it's anti-Christ. You know, Jesus was revealed in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and he is the exact representation of the Father. He is the key to the book. He is the filter you have to read the book through. If you don't have Jesus as your filter, you're not going to understand God from Genesis to Revelation. He is the filter. Because he is the representation of the Father. And and when we understand, wow, that is that is the veil that had to be removed. Jesus had to show us the Father in a very practical way. So but it's amazing that when you when you see Jesus and, and you'd see how he acted and he came to demonstrate the Father and show how God is, he is the great I am, not the great I was or the great I will be. He is the ever-present eternal God, right? Like I said, if you want to understand covenants, well, what I don't understand that. That's okay that we can talk about covenants and study covenants, and it makes all the sense in the world, but that's not the point of today. But so, so we, we, talk, we spoke a little bit about this because it's, it's important God's We've touched on it in other series. We've spoken a little bit about the names of God and how that, that, that and and a little bit of what we've spoken about Jesus and so on. But in Romans 8 verse 29, it says this: It says, "For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that we might be the firstborn among that. Sorry, that, that in order that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. Brothers, Jesus is the firstborn." We're the brothers. And sorry, girls, you're the brothers too. Like I've said before, you can be brothers if we've got to be the bride of Christ. We can all have have you know, so. But we all, you know, so. But it's it's really, we are supposed to, and there's multiple scriptures we've dealt with um, in this, but we are supposed to be conforming, becoming like him more and more. From glory to glory, it says in Second Corinthians chapter three, that we are being transformed and we there should be a transformation process. And and sadly, because we haven't been well taught about this transformation process, we're quick to throw it into a realm of dead works, which is very, 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 very dangerous because the Bible tells us dead works kills. There is good works, but dead works kills, right? So it says, but we're supposed to be conforming, becoming more like Jesus. And sadly, a lot of Christians haven't seen a lot of victory. I mean, it can go for years and years and decades because of what they've been taught and and what they've been grounded and and things they've been, been well established in. They haven't been taught about what the process is. And I went into Colossians chapter 3 and Ephesians chapter 4 last week, and we spoke about putting off the old man renewing the mind and putting on the new man and and we'll we'll touch more on renewing the mind maybe today or maybe in a future in future message here soon but but it's it's essential you see very clearly that you can't subvert the process there is a process of growth which we've spoken about but there's a pro- the you have to put off the old man renew your mind and put on the new and it's you have to right you can now You've got to, if you aren't actively, actively know how to put off the old, renew your mind, and put on the new. And that's what we're talking about here. Because how do you do that? I mean, what do you do? It's great to say, oh, you know. And, and so we started talking about, um, well, this topic um, on, on, on changing and transformation. And, and I, I totally believe this statement True change, but I've got to give a bit of qualifiers. True change in your life is ultimately going to come effortlessly. But but you have to put forth an effort, an intentionality, a priority, etc. of renewing your mind, of putting off the old. Renewing your mind and putting on the new. But if you... Because most people just don't change. You know, even the Bible talks about this. Can a leopard change his spots? Uh, You know, can you you change the color of your skin? Can you add an inch to your stature? No, you can't. You can't. But we are... Can be conformed into the image of Christ. And we will. We are. That's the process. And in fact... If you aren't conforming, listen carefully, if you aren't becoming more like him, you're going to feel frustrated. Because deep inside you, there will be this nagging thing like, I'm not where I should be. Now that is not condemnation. God doesn't condemn you. But it is a call inside your heart knowing that you should be becoming more like him. And if you don't know how to become more like Him, so this is what, we, this is what we, we're talking about. Um, so, um, famous scripture I've used before as well. I say I think it's pretty famous, but in Matthew 23, 25, and 6, it says this, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you clean the outside of the cup and plate, but inside are full of greed and in self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and plate that the outside also may be clean this is in my in one in in two verses i think this is where a lot of the church world has lived pharisees jesus is calling out over here and he says you guys look and other scriptures talk about you guys look the part man he says you are you you are so religious you've got all the trappings you you but he says he called them hypocrites these were the guys He says you whitewashed tombs but inside you dead men's bones. In other words, you say you've got life, but you've got no life. You say you have springs of water, but you really dry wells. All of these things that Jesus said. So over here, he says, but if you clean the inside of the cup, the outside will be clean automatically. And, and that, that, that's a powerful word because it's that word you've heard me talk, teach about before. It's the Greek word, entos. Clean the inside of the cup, entos. Clean the inside of the cup and the outside will be clean. Entos. Entos. It's the same word Jesus, where we see Paul used when he said the, the, the kingdom of God. Um, oh, I think it was, sorry. Jesus said the kingdom of God. Don't look for it out there. It, it's inside of you. It's entos. The kingdom of God is inside of you. He said clean the inside and the outside will be cleaned automatically. But you see, that's not what we've taught people typically in the church. We've said shape up, pull up your socks, do better. Stop doing bad. Stop this, stop this, stop this, stop this, stop this. And what it is, it's behavior modification, but there's very little change on the inside. And the problem with behavior modification is that it only lasts as long as you're doing it, as long as you're you're putting forth effort. As long as you've got the effort there, you've got the pedal to the metal, you're going to see some change. And that's not so bad. Honestly, it's not so bad. You can't throw out the idea that you should be stopping some stuff on the outside. But if you don't understand this principle, that true change ultimately comes from, works its way from the inside to the outside. That's the way God works. From the inside to the outside. So, yes, by all means, stop. If you're doing something, if you're stealing, if you're doing whatever... You can stop if you're not seeing much victory and if you're constantly having to, if you're getting frustrated because you're not seeing much victory in that life, that's what we're talking about because the change, the conforming, the transformation has to work from the inside out. Amen? That's very important to understand. You cannot change from the outside in. That's what people call hypocrites because they say, and, and you try, I, listen, listen, even, the, even the, the Pharisees in those days, and they, I, I believe many of them were sincere. I think they were. I think, I think some of them, I mean, they, were, they weren't. Some of them were dastardly, wicked, headed in for people, were callous, were mean, were murderers. I mean, they cared nothing for people. You can see that all in Scripture. They, they cared nothing about getting somebody stoned just to test Jesus. They're going to set up this poor girl. They're going to get her nailed one way or another. They don't care because they just want to use it as let's see if we can catch Jesus with his prostitute. They they called they, she was just bait. You don't care. They don't care about people. Jesus cared about her though. They didn't, but you see you so but but you you see that 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 all of these 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 things have to um, work from the inside outwards. So now. My original scripture that I started this series with was in Romans chapter 6 and where I get the series title from. And, um, and it said, you know, if we have been united with him in a death like his, so Romans chapter 6 verse 5, sorry. Um, if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Verse 6, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. And alive to God in Christ Jesus. And the New King James Version or the King James says, that's where it says, reckon. You must just reckon yourself dead indeed to sin but alive to God. Consider it so. Consider it so. What a simple little phrase. But it bears out in a whole bunch of other scriptures. But and I, and I gave you this in the very first message. Log, Logitomai. It's not. It's not the the southern. I reckon. Like I guess so, or I'm just going to guess. I reckon. Is there? Was there? How many gallons in there? I don't know. I reckon about two gallons. I don't know. How many is in your gas tank right now? I reckon. I don't know. The, no, the word, the, the Greek word, legitzomai, is, is literally that deals with reality. It's, it's, it's a banking term. It was like if you reckon, it's like doing accounting. If you check the books and there was $25 in your account, there is $25 in your account. Not $25.01 or $24.99. There is 25 dollars 01 or 24 dollars 99 theres 25 If you reckoned, this word, reckon, the same word, reckon, if it deals with reality. So you also, it says in verse 11, must consider yourself dead to sin. Now, consi- this, is, this is the trick because we, 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 there's this mind renewal process that we'll talk about. There's this persuading the heart process that we have to speak about in, in this place. But But remember very carefully, number one, it change, transformation. We are, if we are beholding him, we are becoming more like him. So as we're becoming and looking at the right, we're looking at Jesus, we are studying Jesus, we're seeing Jesus, we are becoming more like Jesus if we want to, if we intend to. You see, a lot of people, and I'm going to just blow up the fake grace stuff because it is just fake grace. There's fake grace people that say grace gives you the permission to sin. No, it doesn't are you kidding? Sin destroys your life and destroys people around you life. God loves you so much. He doesn't want you to be stuck in sin. Sin sin is horrible. You're the one that thinks that sin is still fun. You're the one that's going to blow up your life. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt your kids. It's going to hurt your family. It's going to hurt people down the road. Whatever it is, sin is not fun. Okay, so... The idea is not to be stuck in sin. It's to be delivered from sin. In fact, you, you, I just have to aside this because we, we, we in Roman, I mean, in Hebrews chapter 12, it says that we should shake off the sin that so easily entangles. In fact, it talks about stuff that doesn't even, it's not even sin. Just shake off the burdens that easily entangle and the sin that get. You, 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 You can absolutely frustrate God's plan for your life. In other words, you can die and go to be with heaven, in heaven and not having run your race. God's will is not automatically done. If you want to and T said it here, we have to be a partner with Him. We have to cooperate with Him. You and I, I'm telling you, listen very carefully, if we don't cooperate with Him, it ain't going to happen. That happens in all kinds of levels, in your own transformation process, in making a church successful, in voting the right president in, in if you think that you can just stay in your little prayer closet and say, oh God, please won't you, it ain't going to happen. I'm not saying prayer is not important. Prayer is very important. It's very important to understand prayer. But you have to partner with God. You have to listen, and you have to align yourself with what He says. And then grace works. It is work at grace through faith. And and I must tell you, my mind is being stretched over this last few months and even year because I'm seeing things that are not... New, but they are certainly a little different to how I've always understood them. You see, I, I came out of a faith background, at least for one of my parts. Some of you know my history. I, doesn't, I didn't go to a Word of Faith church. I ended up in a Word of Faith Bible school. But if faith is a commodity, if you get taught that faith is something that you earn or make and buy something from God, you're wrong. Faith is, is a place where we receive internally, not I don't even like the word receive, because at least in my brain, it puts me in I don't have category, and I've got to go and get it from God. God is the one there, and I'm here waiting for it, and if I just had enough faith, then I could get it from God. That is not faith. That is not faith, but that's the way that Maybe you're like me. Maybe you ended up in a place where that's what you were taught. Like if you just had enough faith, you can get this healing or this money or this issue that you need resolved if you just had enough faith. Because we read things like it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and faith is an absolute necessity. The just shall live by faith. It's absolutely essential. I have thanked God for the teaching and grounding in faith that I've had because faith is essential. It's the living, breathing peace of how we access the kingdom. You can't do it without faith. But if you think that faith is a commodity, that you buy something you don't have, from God who's got it, you're wrong. You are dead wrong. And it could literally cost you your life. Asking and saying, God, I need to get this thing. We need to partner with God, guys, listen to me for the next election or the election coming in 24 or 20, whatever it's going to be. We need to partner with, we need to stand up and we need to make our voices counted. We need to, there's certain things that we need to do, but even uh, that's just on a national level, irrespective of what happens. We, we've got a grander kingdom. I'm just talking on national, I love America, but we this. This is not the only end. there's lots of other nations out there. Right. you You and I are, are kingdom people, yes. and I want to live in a, a nation that, that prioritizes morality. i don 't want to be in a, in a nation that's constantly degrading and becoming more and more amoral right. it's not beyond immoral, it 's becoming amoral without morals, etc., etc. i don't want to live that i 'd rather and we see a move, we see believers, and, and but we have to partner. With God. God, in fact, does nothing without people. <laughs> nothing. He had to use Abraham. He had to make a covenant with Abraham to establish the bloodline from which Jesus had to come. If Abraham had said no, he would have had to find somebody else. He had to use Mary. He had, God will always need a willing participation that's why your willingness and obedience is essential it's essential because that's the only way god can work in your life it's the only way he can work but if you think oh god is this independent thing that he can't work without me you're wrong so please stay tuned because it's important it really is it's important so so now second peter Chapter 1, we, we touch on the scripture often, but in verse 3, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. Man, there is so much in this verse. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 5, it he has given us everything for life and godliness. Past tense. We have been given a co aired inheritance. We're not talking identity, but men, we can, you, you know, if you've been at, at Lake Haven very long, we'll get into identity and we can spend ages, we could spend years just talking about who we are in Christ because that is. It's outstanding that we are, we've been given an identity, we've been given an inheritance that is Jesus's. We step into his inheritance in Christ. We put Jesus on, so to speak, we're in him, and because we're in him, we have access to everything he earned. Everything we earned is ours, everything for life and godliness is ours because we are in him. You don't have to earn it apart from Him. He did the work. We can only enter because it's His grace, His goodness, His free, willing gift in Christ. In Christ, you can see it. Read Ephesians if you want to. And see in Him, in Him, in Him, in Him, in Him, in Him. In Christ, you have all these things. Yes. In Him. Yes. So we've got to understand this is an essential. There is a, there's a, there, there is a part of us, again, aligning ourselves if we don't align and believe what, who we are, we don't, we don't put on the new mind by renewing our mind to this new identity, we won't participate in it. We will live in the molly grubs, being disappointed. Oh, God, won't you just have pity on me? Oh, please, God. You know why? What you don't know is killing you. What, what you don't know is killing you. There's a verse about that in the Old Testament. Anyone come to mind? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. See, so the, there's this element. You can say, oh, well, God's just going to do it. You know, oh, God, uh, God's just going to do it. You have to be an active participant if you don't, this is why the life of being a disciple, not just a believer, a believer is somebody that repents, thank God that you've just chosen, I'm, I'm defining it this way, if you've chosen to believe in Jesus, thank God for that, but believing, just believing on Jesus for your salvation is wonderful, it's the most important decision you'll ever make, by far, by far, but that's, that is only the start of believing, because boy, There, this is a life of faith. The way of faith is going to be challenged because you are going to see things that you and I in this physical world, this kingdom doesn't play by this rule the rules of the world, it works very differently, and it will constantly challenge your idea of what truth is because your facts that you and I want to stand on so firmly. Are just worldly perspectives and what your grandma and the pastor told you, and that pastor and that preacher on TV, and whatever your belief system is, it's going to be challenged because if you don't see and say, God, I want truth, your truth, as you and I, and a heart willing to surrender to it constantly, humility that's why God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. That's why we constantly have to be open to, to, to hearing and receiving from God because it's going to be challenged. You are constantly being, choosing to have the life as a disciple. Choosing the life of a disciple means like, Lord, I'm, I'm forever a student. I'm forever going to learn. I, I, I want to learn. And i tell you what, if you don't inwardly choose, you won't. You can tell whoever. You can even go to Bible school. But if you don't inwardly choose to learn and to be a student, Bible school won't benefit you. In fact, Bible school will hurt you probably, because knowledge puffs up. That's, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Bible school. I'm just saying, anything where you think if you just if you don't if you don't if you don't choose inside, entos, and say, Lord, help me. I need you. Give me a heart of humility. Give me a heart of humility. I want to be a student. I need to learn. You teach me. This is something that only you and Jesus can do. Only you and Jesus. And nobody, not your mom, your dad, your, 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 the best spouse in the world, they can't do it for you. They can't. Thank God for great spouses, but thank God for great rela- I'll tell you what, you need, you need a place where somebody will stand on your toes you need a good church. You need a good, you need a good relationships where somebody will say, hey, man, let me talk to you. Can I take you to coffee? And love on you. And not suffer sin on you, right? You remember, you know what I'm talking about? Another scripture in the Old Testament, Leviticus 19, 18, 17 and 18. It actually talks about that you will rebuke your neighbor. So that you may not say, so he may not suffer sin himself upon him. He said, if you love, it says, love, that's where Jesus quoted, love your neighbor as yourself in verse 18. Leviticus 19 verse 18 says, love your neighbor as yourself. But in verse 17, he says, listen, you need to rebuke your neighbor so he won't, won't be end up in sin. That is loving your neighbor as yourself. Exactly. In other words, if you say you love your neighbor as yourself, which Jesus said, by the way, one of the two top two, right? Then you will rebuke your neighbor ooh, I don't like that. But, I mean, it's not talking about being judgmental. That's not talking about not being kind. You've got to understand, everything about the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of those things are are the way we live and we work. And so when we rebuke, we're not God and we we don't have it all together. But if you see something that's hurting your neighbor and destroying their life, if you you should be in a place where you are so, you have good relationships where you've got people that you can trust that can speak into your life and can say, Shannon, you're really screwing up over here. Or you really need help here. Or you need that kind of stuff. Yes. But you know, we haven't, we, we've got a. this is so foreign to the modern church right now in America. That's right. Because because people have taken it so out of proportion that that oh my gosh no all you've got to do is be nice. I'm sorry, that's not a fruit of the spirit. Nice is not part of the fruit of the spirit. You can be kind, you ought to be kind. There's a big difference. But there's an ability to say, listen, you need help here, or you need willingness here. You ne- Proverbs is full of it. About being willing, a, a righteous man is willing to listen to instruction. A wise man is willing to listen to instruction. Are you willing? Are you heart op- is your heart open? Are you le- are you a learner? I tell you what, it's no fun when you think that you you having your toes stand on. You, you know, it's no fun when you feel like somebody. Until you realize one thing, I reckon I'm dead. When when you reckon you're dead, then it don't matter so much anymore. When you can consider the reality when you can consider the reality that your old man died. Did die. You're just walking around with a rotting piece of necrotic flesh that's slowly dying off. Smells pretty bad too sometimes. But that is dead. And we've got to put off the old and put on the new. And faith, and I don't have you know, too much time to, to but, but faith, the beautiful thing about true faith is, is it's, it's the reality of taking God's truth and seeing, like that scripture that says, consider yourself dead. It's the reality of reckoning God's truth and aligning your life to that truth. Your mind, renewing your mind to that truth, persuading your heart. Exactly. Bring it into alignment. You're bringing your heart into alignment with God's truth. Now, that's uncomfortable if it doesn't align. Because, but you see, God doesn't change. He is the standard, He is the one that we're conforming into. His image I heard a saying once before it's like, I don't even know I forget I didn't look it up but it was like I heard the saying once before it's like in the beginning God created man in his image and ever since man has returned the favor and it's very true actually if you think about it we've tried to create God in the image of men. We think that God is like us. We define God by our standards. We define love by our standards. But you see, there isn't. There is only Genesis to Revelation. There is the names of God, and we've dealt on this before. There is the life of Jesus with which to interpret it. We've got the tools. We've got the gifts in each joint supplies among us. Keith and Steve and Norman and Linda and life group leaders and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers we've got it within us none of us all have it all together we're all learning we're all learning we're all on a journey hopefully on a journey and if you're not on a journey get on the train get on the journey you know because there is a journey to go on it doesn't matter well I'm so far behind it doesn't matter just just take the next step if you come to church once every other year come once a year please you know just come once a year and if you come once a year come twice next year If you come twice, you know, until until, until you've you've plugged in and and you're, you're prioritizing and you've got his priorities. Because I tell you what, each step that you, if it's a decision from the inside that you make with him, you will be conforming from glory to glory. From glory to glory. It will be a process. We don't arrive overnight. But I tell you what, the growth does depend on you. The speed, because I can tell you, God isn't twiddling his thumbs. You know, know, he's willing to work with you. Jesus said it that way in um, Matthew 11. Yoke up with me. Learn from me. I'm humble. You will find rest for your soul. My yoke is easy. And my burden is light. If you will just yoke up with me. But, but I can tell you, I'm not saying it wouldn't be challenging. It is challenging. Christian life can be challenging. But I can tell you that you can grow in all the responsibilities. God's way, the way, is so much full of life. It becomes more full of life. You become more financially and fiscally responsible. You become a nicer person. People like hanging out with you. You get more friends. You... You 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 spend your money on better things and less wasteful things. It's amazing what starts happening when you start working with Him, and and, it, and that change with God is kind of effortless, because but it's very incremental most of the times. It's so slow, and then a couple of years later, you well whatever you're like, oh wow, I walked out of that. I walked out of that. And, and, and some healing is like that. Steve and I have spoken about this before. I had an issue once that I went to a doctor. I spent more money than I cared to on a doctor trying to get to the bottom of an issue. And I did all what I knew to do. And I, I, honestly, I live, in a, a, I live in a large degree in divine health. If any of you know me, how many times I'm sick, you can ask Karen, how many times I've ever spent a day out of the office. It's very few. In the 17 years I've been here, I thank God. Because divine health is better than miracles you know, but, but I'm not perfect, but I had this issue, and I was like, God, I don't need this, and blah, 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 and I'm working through this, and you know, and some stuff, it's just like, man, some stuff just takes time, some stuff just, you just walk the walk, and you keep the confession, and you say this stuff, and you walk out of it, yes. and then three years later, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have that issue anymore, when did it disappear, I can't even remember, I don't know why. One day I will. I'm still on a journey. I'm, we're, we're, we're still on a journey. Amen. So, faith, f- faith. I just wanted to just say this before I let this faith piece go. F- faith is not buying anything from God. It's not saying, God, I need. Let me quickly get the right scriptures. Can me get the little. You know, and I've said this before, but it really that's really magic. When you try and use the Bible as a spell book, and you try and encant, you know, a little spell, you know, 25 times until you get God to give something to you, that is magic. That's trying to use, trying to use witchcraft to make God give you something. It's not. When God says, listen, I've given you everything for life and godliness, faith is saying, okay, Thanks. And when you see the Scripture and you, you, persuade your, you start persuading yourself of the reality of the Scripture, that's when you start aligning with Him. Yes. Does it make sense? Yes. You over here, you're seeing it this way. The Bible says it's this way. And then slowly you start lining up with Him until you're aligned. When you're aligned, grace through faith but until then there's misalignments in areas so it's it's a it's a process of just renewing your mind putting off the old renewing your mind and putting on the new how do we put on the new we there, there are processes that we can we can touch on in a, in, a, in the next one maybe the week after next or something we can just talk about how you can align how you can practically do that how you can because that's where prayer comes in that's where the keys of the kingdom come in that's where meditation comes in prayer meditating all of those things are ways you, you can't I, I told I said this last week you can't you can't circumvent the process you can't you you can't you can't get pastor T to come and pray for you or Steve or, or Sue or Keith or whoever to come and pray for you to get it i just want to, I, I want to give it to me you, you need to renew and walk yourself through this. When you're walking it out, you're going to. You see, God is. The names, I'll tell you what, the names of God have been blowing me away in the last little while. Because when you realize that that is who He is, you start knowing you're who your Father is. You're not trying to get Him to be somebody He's not. He is healer. He is victory. He is present. He is peace. He is provider. He is the, all of these things are his covenant names, but you see, it's it, it, it's it's not an incantation. It just in yeah, any case, my, I'm 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 very much in a process of like, wow, Lord, how how can I get more of that in my own life? Because we want to walk through this, Amen. Amen. So let's—I really do believe. Let's just pray, and I think a starting point, if you even want to call it a starting point, we're all on a journey. So some of you are further in this, but if you close your eyes and just, just say, Lord, you know, you know my heart. You know me through and through. There's nothing I hide from you. Nothing I want to hide from you because I've learned that you love me. That you that you're for me and not against me. That you want to give me life and life more abundantly and and I want to participate in that so I choose I use my free will to choose to line up with you I choose to be a disciple a student, a learner I choose to be teachable even when I hear something that is different, I'm going to go and check it out I'm going to ask you, Holy Spirit, because you're the teacher. You're the guide. You're going to remind me of everything that Jesus said. You're going to do that. And as Holy Spirit, I trust you to do that in my life. Show me Jesus. Show me what Jesus, remind me what Jesus said. And I'll do my part. I'll partner with you. I'll read my Bible. I'll read your word. I will, I will hide it in my heart. I will hide your word in my heart. Teach me, Lord. I'll be a learner. If that's the only prayer you do today with all your heart from deep inside you. You just said, It's inside of me. Thank you, Father.
0: Hallelujah. This is a good time. Uh, if you don't know Christ. As your Lord and Savior You can choose To accept Him And So As we stand And prepare to uh, Dismiss today I want to give you that opportunity That's the biggest choice That you can make That's an eternal choice Choose ye this day So I mean encourage you to, now is the time, right now, to make that choice, to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you. Thank you so much that you are a loving God, you're not a condemning God, and you're the same God that your son, Jesus, said, that he came into the world not to condemn the world. Amen. Amen. So, we right now, as a people, as most of us, as your children, as a body, let's just say this together for those that are here that don't know Christ or those that are watching online Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I denounce. I choose, I make the choice no longer to be a child of the devil. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And if you meant what you just said, you are born again just that simple. Wow. That's the gift of salvation. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I'm just gonna ask you as we dismiss and you've made that choice, the greatest choice you can ever make, come down. Let these prayer ministers talk to you and and direct you farther. Or maybe you you wanna be filled with the Holy Spirit or you need additional prayer concerning something. Do not leave, especially those that just made that choice. Come down. Amen. And just let them know. Let us know. Praise the Lord. And, and we want to encourage you along those lines that, you know, if you have a loved one, sometimes we, we I mean, it's many and it's only a few of us staff wise. Uh, let us know by texting to that number, 352-441-3016. If you have a loved one that's in the hospital, sometimes we don't know about these things. Until they're in the hospital or they've left the hospital. And, and so help us out along those lines. You can text to that number. Hey, my family member is in the hospital. So that we can know. We want to know. Amen. We appreciate you. Hasn't it been good, y'all? Amen. It's been a really good spiritual bowl of cereal. Praise the Lord. So as you go, just know that you're blessed. You are blessed. And choose life, choose joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Enjoy the rest of your week.